Hey everyone, welcome to the industry show. I'm your host Nitin Bajaj, and joining me today is Asha Jadeja Mutwani. Asha, welcome on the show. Thank you, Nitin. Such a pleasure to be here. Pleasure is all ours. Let's start with the big question: Who is Asha? Asha is a mom, doctor, venture capitalist, a philanthropist, art collector, and uh, increasingly a sort of a, a global citizen who is doing a whole bunch of stuff between US and India. and with a with, with some little bit of presence even in europe now so that's me uh, i would say global citizen who is who is trying to bring about uh, you know changes in india especially yes. which uh, which tackle uh, you know poverty at a, at a scale hopefully uh, and by bringing various things like entrepreneurship by supporting women entrepreneurs by helping girls with education safety and things like that so that's my uh, my my work right now is mostly focused on on getting entrepreneurs who are already doing fantastic work on the ground accelerate and follow a certain vision love it and i think one attribute you missed out on which i would like to add is you're very humble very approachable very down to earth despite the fact uh, you know the impact that you create in whatever field you you touch your hands on so thank you for being you no thanks thanks for saying that yeah now I would love to know having accomplished so much what gets you up in the morning all excited motivated to go do x full speed ahead yes um i feel that i'm blessed with uh, with an attitude of uh, of caring mm-hmm. actually of of being able to care a lot of lot of us sometimes can get distracted mm-hmm. and we want to be you know we get distracted with our own little things here and there i i feel like for some reason i've had from from childhood i would say an attitude or maybe it also came about because of family mm-hmm. an attitude of sort of saying that it matters to us if somebody around us is not doing well yes. and how do you how, how do you make can you make a difference and if so what are the resources you have on your table so you look at those resources you map them and you say how do i connect these dots so that that person out there that is either suffering or not doing well or can do better and make a difference in their community how what what can i do that will make a difference that's what wakes me up in the morning and gets me jumping out of bed and uh you know thank heavens that there is there is so much to be done everywhere it's not just not just india but i i wake up in the morning and i look at what's going on in east palo alto or across the bridge you know even in the bay area yes. and there are there is so much to be done there is so much problem solving to be done there is so much um i i personally don't believe in this whole idea of sort of wealth mm-hmm. kind of equalization kind mm-hmm. of right i think that's something that governments can handle yes. but i do feel that if there is a uh, suffering uh, of people around you that that's something that needs to be addressed and that we can make a difference each of us can make a difference so you know so true yeah. i'm very curious to know the why but also how do you go about you know thinking and dividing your time and energy between being a, a venture capitalist and an astute one at that and then being a philanthropist so the division of time is blurring now increasingly you know as uh, as i move forward in life mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that a lot of my philanthropic projects are are based around entrepreneurs social entrepreneurs who yes. are already making a difference mm-hmm. uh, we call them social entrepreneurs but they are actually not social mm-hmm. entrepreneurs they are they are also very 
for profit mm -hmm. they are uh, you know they are business oriented mm -hmm. they are they are economic oriented they are problem solving kind of entrepreneurs that i work with and these folks are bringing to the table so much of their own resources even if they are meager but they you know in a in a very smart intelligent kind of a way so so the so my own you know the the boundaries between pure venture capital which was you know how do i make that 10x or 1000x mm -hmm. in a matter of 3 years or mm -hmm. 4 years or 10 years from that to saying how do i invest in this particular social entrepreneurs whose impact is fantastic on the ground yes. but the returns may be uh, mm -hmm. slower and mm -hmm. you know more far out in the future mm -hmm. but the returns have to be there i don't believe in you know unless it's a very very specific area i don't believe in the grants model yeah. i prefer uh, models where uh, i i tell my entrepreneurs even social entrepreneurs that this is an investment yes how are you going to be able to not only return my investment but return it to me with a profit how will you do that and once i push my entrepreneurs to think like that their own sustainability level yeah. goes up and they think much more as a as a business as a sustainable business yeah. will not be dependent you know on on grants and i think that's the best way to do it right how do you bring in that sustainability sustainability model within the structure instead of expecting and going in fundraising yes. on a constant basis yes if i want to get a sense of you know what i love to talk about and i know that's dear to you also is the impact right what would you say is the impact of your investments uh, that you can measure as of right now measurement is a tricky yes uh, question uh, because when you see the there is there are there are two aspects of measurement one is of course the usual metrics of sort of saying how many people were impacted yeah. how were they impacted and what were the you know, what were the usual metrics mm -hmm. for that the second is uh, these are i would say these are more intangible mm -hmm. effects so for example let me give you an example of um, you know um, like for example i have a robotics startups mm -hmm. uh, startup out of india uh, it's not just about employment that they are uh, so the measurable impact would be okay how many people are they employing yeah. what revenue. is their revenue yeah. how are the, the profits yeah. how are the other employees doing in the company the usual metrics mm -hmm. but then there are also metrics around you know these guys are beginning to be a role model mm -hmm. for other companies yes. in that space right. and the founders are actually now becoming mentors to younger entrepreneurs in the ecosystem so so what's happening is you'll have other people who are from bangalore or around bangalore who are now reaching out to my entrepreneurs and and getting their feedback advice introductions and so on those are intangible you know things that 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 we are making an impact on and and i think those are invaluable i think it's just it's uh, it's it's creating a, a mind shift in in the in young people the uh, things also like for example one of the things that i really uh, was was surprised to find is mm -hmm. that uh, some of my entrepreneurs have you know based on certain role models decided not to do college mm -hmm. actually and drop out of college and continue doing their startup and one of them right now is uh, he he dropped out of high school actually mm -hmm. he is now he has developed a drone uh, that has is now uh, you know it hovers over landmines Wow. So his current customer is Ukraine. So he's actually uh, you know neutralizing landmines in Ukraine. Nice. And he's 20. Wow. Uh dropped out of high school and college. Thankfully his parents did not mind, but mm -hmm. I do see myself as being you know <laughs> responsible for yes. dropping out of high school 
and and I, it never scared me. I knew that he was, you know, he was on great hands. things. He was on, you know, he's on to great things actually. But you know, there are these, these are, these are things, these are impacts that we, uh, we must appreciate actually. We must yes. learn to, you know, to know that these are things that are extremely important. I agree. I mean, they're intangible, but not really. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I love that. Now, as you go out and you know escalate and be an agent of change and be a catalyst. What is the biggest challenge you're facing? Um, I would say, I mean, I I see challenges as opportunities. Uh, yes. You know, I think I do, I do see them as, uh, like, for example, I'll give you an example. So mm -hmm. let's say if I'm looking at startup scene in India, mm -hmm. and I find that there's some regulatory challenges, right? Uh, that there are some bottlenecks that uh, that uh, you know that just slow down the whole whole entrepreneurial ecosystem. So if I see that, uh, not only do I make it, make it my business to communicate this to the Indian, uh, you know, political system, mm -hmm. including to the Prime Minister, mm -hmm. and get that uh, message out, but I also see that as saying, not only are we getting that regulation down, mm -hmm. but what are we substituting it with? Do we need a substitution? And if you're substituting it, can it be an accelerant rather than you know something that is a rent-seeking, you know, yes. old uh, old beast. So, so yeah. So I think I, I do see them as opportunities right now. You know, in India, I think the 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 uh, bottleneck, I would mm -hmm. say, or obstacle, yes. is is the uh, the existence of uh, lots and lots of legacy regulations that we don't need. Mm -hmm. India has done a fabulous job. Actually, Modi has done a yes. fabulous job of getting rid of many many regulations. Mm -hmm. But I think there are many more to go. Agreed. So, I love how you take on a challenge and flip it around and see how you can make a difference with that attitude, with that relentless approach <coughs> and uh, help these entrepreneurs to engage and you know, improve and accelerate. Uh, is there, in addition to this, an opportunity that you're most excited about? I'm actually, uh, I would say I'm, uh, I, I mean, Personally, as a VC, I mm -hmm. see uh, you know artificial intelligence AI as being huge. It's it's like it's it's a revolution yes. of its own, mm -hmm. just like the mobile phone revolution. Right. It is huge. Mm -hmm. We still don't understand fully mm -hmm. the extent to which this thing can uh, can change the way we live, work, and learn. Mm -hmm. So so that's something I think I'm super excited about. Yes. I just and I, you know, have just begun to scratch the surface yes. of this beast, and I hope that I can learn more. But uh, of course, all of you have probably tasted, you know, the the power of ChatGPT. Oh, yes. But that's just the first generation yes. starting point of yes. what's possible. So I think for me, AI is a is a huge opportunity. Second opportunity, which is untapped mm -hmm. uh, across the planet, is women. Yes. We don't have mm -hmm. women in the workforce in on, in most of the you know parts yes. of the planet, and this is huge because mm -hmm. once women start getting professionally trained and into the workforce. We will start seeing uh, paradigm shifts in right. the way we work and the, in the way we, uh, you know, we understand problems mm -hmm. and the way we solve them. I actually think that the more that we have women, even in defense mm -hmm. and so on, the the more likely we are to see less uh, preponderance of yes. war. And uh, you know, if there were, if it's just men running the show right now, mm -hmm. and you have wars all over and you know uh, strife. I think that is likely to go down significantly if women were in positions of authority in armies, in defense, and things like that. So I think that's a huge untapped opportunity. 
I so agree with you. I think it's a bigger opportunity than AI. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It will change the history of our planet. Yes. Asha, as we look forward, I would love to take a look back in the rearview mirror and talk about two instances. One that became a success beyond your imagination and another one that did not meet your expectations and was a failure, became a lesson. I would say the, the biggest success, as you know, and you know, most of the most of the people in the Bay Area would know, is yes. that Rajiv and I were very closely involved in the creation of Google. Yes. Rajiv much more so than me. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that was probably the biggest success story. Mm -hmm. Did we know about it when Google started? Mm -hmm. uh, we knew that it was very powerful because yeah. the algorithms that uh, Rajiv had, uh, you know, had co-authored, mm -hmm. both PageRank and Anchor Text were so disruptive. I mean, they were mathematically so difficult and so disruptive that we knew that something big was cooking and the people's response uh, response on the campus when when Google was released as the search engine on Stanford campus, mm -hmm. the, the results were so good. The search results were so good that we knew that there was something big cooking there. But we didn't know exactly how it was going to turn out, given that there were at least, I would say, six other pretty good uh, you know, search engines yes. already running. So, so the biggest success was was Google, and I think that's something that uh, I'm lucky and th that uh, we were that I was also here at Stanford, and Rajiv was on the computer science faculty, and Larry, Sergey, and Rajiv, and all of them worked together on this. And, but, but I think what what was really the learning from that really was that they started out with a vision, mm -hmm. saying saying how do we as computer scientists make a difference in this world to make it a better to make it a better world right mm -hmm. and they really felt that with their skills in computer science and mathematics if they brought all the information of the planet they really started with a very yes. simple idea they brought all the information of the planet into the hands of all the human beings mm -hmm. that's an instant equalizer yes. in many ways right and so just imagine such a simple philosophical idea is what created this uh, you know this search engine in terms of uh, what were the, uh, what would I, I mean, you know, what were the sort of biggest failures or, I mean, many startups, right? Yeah. So I would say out of uh, every 10 startups that I funded or that Rajiv and I funded, mm -hmm. we, I would say maybe about four to five would succeed and another six may not make it. Mm -hmm. And this is the norm. I mean, we did much You're better. Still, yes. We were still much better. Yes. But, um, but the uh, but the learning there in all these the failure of or the or the startups going belly up was that not, of course not, it wasn't just a loss of our investment sure. which was trivial compared to mm -hmm. what what whatever what was at stake mm -hmm. but I think the, uh, the the learning there was that the one thing that really makes a difference is the vision of the founders mm -hmm. of the entrepreneurs mm -hmm. if their vision is is huge it's it's sort of much bigger than their own you know, sort of, um, um, you know, matrix of where they want to be in the next five years or something. If their vision was was broad to begin with, that is something that was critical. That learning was important for, for both of us, that if that uh, if the founder's vision was mm -hmm. something that we really started betting on later on. Um, and uh, one of the companies that I think was a big, big you know surprise for me when it failed was a company called Adchemy, mm -hmm. which is an advertising engine that was developed around the whole Google ecosystem, mm -hmm. and uh, and it yeah it for me uh, we both Rajiv and I thought it was going to be a big big play, and it it uh, it it didn't 
sort of go belly up, it will got acquired by uh, Walmart or something. Mm -hmm. But um, but it was a disappointment, you know, I must say, yeah. As long as we learn from it, yes. right, we move on. Yes, absolutely. Asha, I would love to move us into my favorite part of the show, which is the one-line life lessons. I'd love for you to share a few of your life lessons with us. Sure thing, uh, Nitin, and thank you again for you know inviting me on your show. But I think uh, one of the lessons that I've learned as I uh, you know run into challenges mm -hmm. in life is to not look at the world as kind of either or, you know, I, I started substituting or yeah. for the word and. Yeah. Yes. And I've noticed that that has really helped me to say, okay, one can do this and that and and somehow make it happen. So that and ends up being inclusive. It unites people, it unites opposing parties. Uh, and I think unity is much more important than uh, division of any kind. And it's possible to do it and many of us are able to do it well. I think that's a lesson, one important lesson. The second uh, lesson I would say that I can, um, you know, I can share is that, uh, you know, when you interact with new people, start out with the assumption that there is a core goodness to everybody, you know, and begin from there. After that, you can, you know, if you run into lots of evidence of <laughs> somebody being a bad apple, that's fine, act on it. But in general, I think it's important to start out with the assumption that everybody has a good heart mm -hmm. and uh, that you know if you peel a few layers it, it, it you can make it work right. you can make it work yeah. yeah we are lucky to be here and you know we 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 forget Nitin, that we are here for a limited time on the yes. planet you know and so if that's I would say that's probably the third you know lesson mm -hmm. if at all that um, since we are here for a short period of time if we reverse engineer from the end and say, what can I do in the next 20 years or 30 years, right? What is it that I can do that, I, that, that will make the world a better place? It will be fun for me. And how do, you know, how do I make this happen? It, it's actually quite easy then to put the steps forward. And uh, remember that, uh, that this is a journey to be enjoyed. Life is about you know, really enjoying oneself, having fun, working hard, and, and you know, getting some results. So, yeah. Love that. Asha, thank you so much for making the time to be with us, for sharing your journey, your story, your successes and your lessons. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Nitin. This is great. Yeah, it is, uh, thank you for having me on your show and uh, look forward to uh, having our own fellows now, slowly yes. getting more visibility on your show. So Lovely. thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you.